You are now listening to the 5 to 9 talk where smart people make things simple. Ever wondered what it feels like to be in a totally different career from what you're doing now? I'm your host Claudio Porter and on this podcast I'll be speaking to various professionals who will cover the ups and downs of their career journey so you can have a glimpse of what's available out there for you. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to another episode of the 5 to 9 talk and uh, today we have on the show a good friend of mine Gabriella. Welcome on the show. Hi. 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 How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm all right. Thanks. Just, right. Um, and uh, up. Go- <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Gabriella is a registered adult nurse. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Okay, great, great, great. And obviously, it's good to have you since you're definitely a key worker for these current uh, delicate times out there. Um, and I thought it would be a good opportunity for you to speak about your experience as a nurse and obviously your career. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into all of that, I need to ask you, a question that I ask all all of my guests: If you have a specific quote that you live by, or if you have a specific person that has impacted your life positively. Yeah. So um, I've actually got a quote by um Maya that I um I wouldn't say I live by, but like from time to time I um remember it, and it's um okay to have enough courage to um love one more time and always one more time and I feel like that just kind of applies to my um everyday relationships and even my career and basically just encourages me to always give something a try one more time like regardless of what the outcome is okay so yeah that's my favorite one and this is from Maya you said yeah yeah this is from Maya okay Great, great, great. Uh, just to make sure this is, are we, we're not talking about Maya Jama, are we? No, not Maya Jama. <laughs> I, I think her last name is Angelou. Angelou, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, I think she's, a, she's the woman that was on one of Beyonce's tracks, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. I'm not really a, a beehive. <laughs> um, okay, no worries. Now, great, thanks. Um <laughs> Okay, so moving on, let's um let's understand a little bit, obviously, about yourself and how you decided um your career as a as a nurse. You know what what made you choose that out of everything that's currently available or was available when you did choose. Yeah, so I don't. Well, I've never really seen myself as um doing anything else other than caring for people like even when I was like a little girl I um used to care for kids and just people in general a lot so I didn't really see myself doing anything else or like doing anything office-based um right but when I came to this country it was just like a um like a like a lottery ticket because where I was before where I was born in Austria, it was kind of it was harder to get into uni. Mm-hmm, so when mm-hmm. I came here and I was able to get into uni, I was excited, man. I was like, "Hard, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go into nursing school." <laughs> okay. I really wanted okay. to. Okay. 
Yeah. No, understandable. So, um, prior to that, did you have any knowledge in terms of what you could expect from from a nursing career at all, or was it kind Not of everything? Apart from okay. like, what I'd see on TV, which is far from what nursing is, right? It wasn't really. I didn't really have an idea, but I just knew that I wanted to look after people. That was okay. Like, that was like see, that was your, that was your main priority. That was it. <laughs> I mean, no, people. sounds great. Um, so okay, let let us um understand a little bit more about the nursing school and how how did that go? What was the what's it like? So I was quite um lucky still because I was like one of the um cohorts to still get bursaries. So right, okay. Yeah, so I got my um three years of nursing actually paid well funded by the NHS. Nice. Okay. And then um we would also get like a monthly bursary which was depending on your household income, like of your parents obviously. And I think mine amounted to just about just over three hundred pounds like every month and that was literally apart from working part time when you could mm-hmm. That was literally what we counted on for food. Right. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. So we didn't get like a student loan or anything like that, but I did get like a maintenance grant. But that was as much as I was un- entitled to from um, student finance perspective. Okay. Okay. Um. So obviously, I didn't do um nursing in in uni. So I'm trying to understand in terms of um lectures and and studying and stuff like that how how does it differ from other other courses is it just a case of so we have um i want to remember correctly that i think it's 70 percent placement and then 30 percent theory or 60 percent placement and 40 percent theory but anyhow either way like Mm -hmm. placement was majority of your nursing school i would say um, and then okay. the rest of it was like um, essays, um, exams, obviously, to pass. And um, obviously, we had like the lecture. Um, I'd, my lectures, I went to them, obviously, all the time. But some of them were really like quite tedious, but also informative at the same time. I think I quite um, found anatomy interesting. Right. Whenever I'd have like okay. an anatomy lesson, that was quite interesting for me. But um, it overall was quite interesting. Like, you, obviously, you get to know about ethics and um, patient-centered care and how important that is. Getting to know your yeah. patient and then obviously knowing when your patient is acutely getting unwell. Okay. So that's okay. what we sort of learned over the three years. And obviously, in okay. your last year, you would have your final two placements in mm. order to pass. Okay, so just to, for people who are listening who may not know what placement is, um, could you break that down for us, please? So placement, so it's like a, uh, so it's like a hospital-based work experience, basically. So right. You, so yeah, in the real field. Basically, so um, okay, your university probably will have connections with like some local hospitals, like local to your, either to your uni or local to where you live. And then you be there mm-hmm. on like a um, hospital work experience for say like two months, a month, right. three months, 
Um, and then obviously okay. you, you get there, you do like a shift, like how everyone else will do a shift. So you do like a long day, which is like, I don't know, like seven to seven with your um, mentor, who is okay. basically your teacher. Right, okay. Yeah, so obviously you'd go to work at seven and then you'd shadow you'd shadow your mentor, you'd do what like what they do, like a proper nurse. Um and yeah, and then you'd finish and then you'd do that until your placement is up. And then at the end of that, your mentor will now grade you and will basically say that you've passed this placement or say that or say, actually, I think you need a bit of improvement in, in this placement. So Oh wow, okay. Yeah. When that happens, though, it's it's kind of peak because it's either like you fall behind, or they say, okay, this is what we can do to help you to improve. Oh wow! Okay, so it's proper proper thorough then. Oh yeah, it's, um, it's quite intense. So obviously, you you done the uh, placement for how many uh, months, and you still felt that you know with the hours and stuff like that, and the pressure that was going on you still felt that yeah that was the oh yeah career for you okay yeah definitely I mean I'll say like obviously now that I'm doing the job I'm saying oh yeah oh yeah but while I was doing placement it was hard like it was okay it was really hard like definitely like every day uh brought its challenges um you don't you don't always get the best um mentors as well in terms of like you know how they just are with you um, right. Okay. But obviously, those are challenges that you have to face head on, or um, mm. basically. Escalate. Is there is there is there something that um any futureness can expect in terms of placement? Um. So, you know, the way you said that is hard. Is it is it a case for most placements like that, or you reckon maybe it was just so because think, of where you went? I think I I want to say like based off a. Of, some of the nurses that I have spoken to that like we've all qualified now there is almost like a common trend that you will in your nursing career or path shall I say get one Mm. mentor who is quite you know quite interesting shall I say Mm. um which will pose its own challenges I feel like that's something that every like every nurse student nurse should expect and I don't feel like that's something that I was necessarily expecting. Like I was quite naive because I remember my first right. day starting, and then um, I had like a I had like a mentor, and she was like, "What What do you want to do nursing for?" I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah." She's like, "What do you want to do nursing for? Like, there's nothing in it. Um, like run while, you, yeah, like run while you can." And I was just like, "Oh." Like, oh, that was that your first week, you said, yeah? That was my first week as a first year student nurse. Jesus. Imagine, like, how my shoulders went from sitting up high. To yeah, yeah, up. yeah, yeah. So then, obviously, I spoke to my mum, and she was just like, you know, don't mind her. Like, well, no. <laughs> she was like, don't mind her. So, like, you know, Oh, wow. You've also, I feel like with that, you've also got to have the mindset and the people behind you to give you the support regardless thankfully I had like a good lecturer so whenever I had any issues I would speak to her about it or like I felt comfortable going to her and being like 
this is what, like, you know, what was said and it made me feel uncomfortable. Okay. And she would just be like, just brush it off your shoulders. Okay. Do you think um, the approach used by that mentor at that time, was it to prepare you for the worst or could have could that have been avoided? No, nah, I mean, like, looking, like, doing nursing now, she, oh, she was preparing me, all right. But I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> There is ways to say things that you know okay. necessarily need to come across discouraging. Like okay, you know. okay. So yeah, I, no, I just felt like sense. the whole approach was just like off from from the get go. Like you know, at the end of the day, that's not how you encourage someone. You know, you either like the job that you're doing or you don't. That's how I. You think. don't. Mm, okay, okay. Um, and obviously, you mentioned that it was. Sorry, how long was the um, whole course for? Was it three or four years? So the whole course is three years. Okay, and let okay, and later you move on onto the placement. Yeah, so after you've done the placement, you might then have like um, a couple of weeks of being at uni. Okay. And uh, so that will be like your theory um, based weeks. Uh, probably getting ready for like an exam or like a piece of work or something so then your placement would have finished and you'd just be going to uni now before starting a new placement again oh wow yeah so it was quite like you know here and there okay yeah yeah yeah. very placement heavy for sure okay okay um so altogether it's two placements right no so there's more than so there's more than two um uh, I, I can't quite remember how many placements there are now totally okay. in three years, but there's there's at least two, three a year. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, okay, gotcha. Now, 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 understood. okay, so there's one, there's at least one every year. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, So I'm presuming you must have felt relieved at your last one then, uh, on your, on your yeah, last year. I was like, I was excited because obviously, um, depends depending on where you do your um, what we call management placement, which is like your final mm-hmm. placement. Sometimes, right. um, well, often and sometimes people are quite lucky and they get interviewed where they are doing placement. So right after they finish placement and they get their pin, they can work there. Okay. So yeah, okay. I was yeah, I was quite lucky. Like I was excited. So um, I had an interview from the unit just across from where I was doing placement. Okay. So you mentioned pin, right? Yeah. What was that? So so pin is basically your um national, um nursing and midwifery number, your registered okay. number in the UK in order to practice nursing safely. Okay. In the UK. Okay. Yeah. So basically, you need to have a pin before actually being full time. That's right. That... Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um. Great. So obviously, you've you've passed and you've done all your placements, and uh, you know you're still feeling all excited to go working now. You know you're now fully qualified nurse yeah. at that point. Um. In terms of your first few months at the at the real job now how does that feel compared to you know your placement was it more or less the same claudio when i tell you that there is absolutely and this is not even to scare any (laughs) let them know know. but when i tell you that there's absolutely 
nothing that will prepare you for the leap from a student nurse to a band five nurse. Yeah. My first week was basically I was rushed off my feet. (laughs) 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 To put it like, I was rushed off my feet. Like I'm quite, I'm like quite like a um, perfectionist. And when I don't Mm. get something how I want to get it, it plays on my mind. So that whole week, right. I obviously expected myself to get everything right on day one. Mm. So when mm. I didn't get everything right on day one, nor two, nor three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you must have thought. I was hell Is this for me? <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking, yeah, I did actually think, this is for me. Like, I might just crap at my job. Like, what's going on? And then my mum was just like, you just started, honey. Mm. Like, mm. And my manager was you- like, you just started like you're really beating yourself up but I wanted to be good at my job right that was the type of pressure that I was putting on myself but that was pressure I put on myself okay okay understandably though because you know you you've done your years you studied and obviously you want to put exactly like you know if I if I want to like you know climb up the ladder and be who I want to be, then I need to just be good at my job from the baseline, mm. like, you know. Okay. Um, and obviously you mentioned um, band, uh, you mentioned band five, right? How many, do you know how many bands are there? Is there? So, I want, I think there's eight bands. Okay. Okay. So, um, it doesn't, I don't, it, you, I don't think you get a band one, really. But you can get like a level two, three to four, which is like um, a healthcare assistant, which is basically right. like a assistant to the unit, assistant to the nurse. Okay. And then um, a band four, which I believe is what a um, student nurse is classed as, and also a senior healthcare assistant. That's a level right. four. And then a five is obviously a newly qualified registered nurse. And those bands are basically the bands that you use like to go up or what your pace. So are those, are those um, based on, obviously I'm presuming those will be based on experience as well, isn't it? And, and maybe salary. Yeah, it it does it is okay. influenced by salary, but I don't it does and experience your your experience is influenced by your salary, but not okay. necessarily the bands. So I think okay between, okay yeah between two and four you can easily get into those by like apprenticeships or like working yourself into right entry gotcha. level band five. Yeah, however, to okay. be like a band five, you need to have gone to uni definitely. Okay, 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 no, understandably. Um, so how long was you at your first job? Oh. So funny thing is, I'm still at my first job. Great, <laughs> so, great. <laughs> yeah, so um, I was at my, well, I stayed there and then I left and then I came back as like a, um, a different band. Okay, <laughs> so um, I'm moving up. Huh? they're moving up yeah i leveled up mate I level up <laughs> yeah 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 great yeah so um i started as a band five obviously initially for two years i did it mm-hmm. 
and then okay. I left to do agency for a year. Right. And then okay. I came back to do agency at my old place, and then they offered me a band six position, and I took it. Okay, now makes sense. Great. Um, so obviously, with um, the experience that you have now, you know what. How do you think is different in terms of what you st- how you started before? You know, in terms of workload, in terms of in terms of pressure, responsibilities. Um, um, you feel like you know it's still the same, but you manage it better, or is he? I feel does like, it get easier? Yeah, no, I f- a bit of both. Right. Um, I feel like the pressure is still pretty much the same. However, now that like, you know, I'm much more experienced um, given, like, obviously how long I've been doing nursing for. It's made prioritising and managing my workload easier. And I think that's what makes the load a bit easier, if that makes sense. Because I've learned over the yeah, years. Yeah, 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 definitely. So you you know how to handle certain situations better, obviously. Yeah, exactly. And I know how to prioritise my work. Like I understand okay. that at the end of the day, and I think that's what every nurse needs to understand, especially as a newly qualified nurse, that mm-hmm. um, care is 24 hours. You're not going to finish everything in a day, but that doesn't right. necessarily mean that you're not a good nurse. It just means that, you know, it's just for someone else to bear now that they've continued. Of course, to. Yeah, that you've done, you've done your exactly. part. Really, you've isn't? done the best that you could in like a 12 hour shift. Wow, um, and that's that's a long ass shift. I don't know how you guys do it. It doesn't feel long, but I don't know if that's just because like I'm used to it. So, like, obviously, going to work mm. is like my second home, right? So, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Can like, you imagine? Yeah, like, I clock in. I make my coffee, I see my patients, hey, Gary, oh, what, you're still here, how are you? Yeah, like, you know, like, literally, those patients, for those 12 hours, I see them as, like, like, I stop seeing them as patients, I see them as, like, my friends, like, I'm caring, I'm caring for my little Yeah, I mean, 12 hours with someone is, after a while, at the end of it, you know them, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's, that's a very long-ass time. Um, Yeah. And how do those um, shifts work? Because I'm presuming you're not doing that every single day. So um, it depends how, obviously it depends how you structure your week. But I'm like, admittedly, I'm like a workaholic. Like, I'm not going to lie. Right. So on, <laughs> on average, you get like three, four days a week. Okay. Right. So at the moment, I, I'm only doing like part-time hours. Well, part-time hours-ish. I'm doing 30 hours which right. is like um, three long days in a week, in, do- in okay. like seven rusted week, three long days. Okay. And, then, and long days, that's your 12 hours, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then obviously, if you want to do any overtime after that, then that's completely up to you. But then obviously you can. So I do like maybe one or two a week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, what's the shortest shift then? So the shortest shift is like a um eight hours, which is like an early. Shift. No. Damn boy. Which is like an so eight. What people, <laughs> what people find um 
you know, the majority people who do nine to five, that's their normal normal shift. Yeah, that can be a, a, a long shift. You are that that's you guys your shortest one. That's our short shift way. Oh wow. Um so is there cases where you you know you're doing you know your 12 hour shift and you know for some reason you need to stay behind and stuff like that do they does that happen or is it it does happen but it only happens if you've not finished your documentation that's the only okay thing okay so that's 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 based on your your work well, Which based on yourself time management and prioritizing again but sometimes it's inevitable because like you know stuff happened during your shift mm. you could be wanting to do your like you know your six o'clock drug round and all of a sudden there'll be like a cardiac arrest that's not something you planned for however Damn. now you have to might have to stay like just half an hour 15 minutes after just to do your documentation so it's mm. things like that that you don't really plan for of course of course of course um so what would you say obviously is um the hardest part of the job then um i think the hardest part of the job sometimes is um for me sometimes is the sadness that comes with it um mm. obviously you can't help every patient and when i say you can't have help every patient i mean like you know patients with with like terminal illnesses right um, right 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 you can't help that patient in a way like, you know, how you want to help them, like how I want to help them. Like I want to help you live longer, like, you know, but that's not something that I can do. So um, obviously I just do the best I can for that patient in the 12 hours, but um, that's definitely a hard one. Then um, end of life care is quite a hard one for me. Um, Sorry, what, what do you mean by that? When I say end of life care, so that's basically looking after someone that's gonna die in the next. Oh right, gotcha. Wow. Hours. Yeah. So. Um, oh wow. Yeah, that's very that, very yeah that was, very intense. I must feel. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That must feel very um. Yeah. Really to put it. <laughs> it's very um. That one's very challenging um. Mm. Especially when when they end up passing on your shift it's even harder um so yeah. some some people are like you know are like pretty i don't want to say used to it but they know how to mm. work with it i still after four years still don't quite know how to like you know yeah yeah, um, yeah of course react when yeah. someone passes on my shift but it, obviously it gets a bit easier but it's still very sad and very shocking especially when the family is around as well because then you've got to console the family and of course of course yeah. and and especially um, and they might i don't know they, they might be in in denial as well maybe oh, yeah, yeah yeah some yeah. of them yeah i've had like i've had like a wife he was in a little bit of denial and she was like oh no like he's still breathing and it's just like it's hard then them times really hard yeah, yeah definitely i can't i can just i can't even imagine <laughs> to be honest i can't yeah. say that no, i can't imagine um so how does you know if if it gets to a case where you know a patient or a family is not happy with um how you guys are treating 
treating them? How how do you guys deal with that? Oh, oh my God, there's there's quite a few um sometimes because you, right. you know sometimes you do try your best, but um sometimes it's not enough. However, obviously everyone um views care differently, so um mm, of we, course we we apologize like you know right. to hear that you're not giving um the best care that you know you promised to give is it's always really sad and disappointing so that's something that we don't like to hear at all so we um we apologize obviously when we get in when we get it in letters often we apologize in letters and right um, okay try and give some justification if we can obviously if there is yeah anything, then definitely apologies definitely. 100% okay no that's great that's good to hear I mean and I guess there's only so much you can do and say, you know. Oh, when, yeah. When yeah. Yeah, you're my yourself. Yeah. And um, most of it, you know, it's just to do with, like, um, communication. It's the biggest one. Like, right. like, you know, some people just don't communicate with their patients. And often they're not. Patients just want to know what's going on. Like, mm. you know, imagine people just passing you by every day and you've been promised something at the start of the day mm. by a doctor or something and the procedure right. has not happened. But yet, no one's told you why the procedure hasn't happened. You're just sitting there. Obviously, you mm. get a little bit frustrated as the day as the day goes on. So, of course, that's what most patients just want communication. And obviously, the flow of the hospital is quite hard for some patients as well. Understandably, understandably. Um, on the on the other hand, then what what do you find um interesting? or the word you know i should say um about being a nurse um so i i love seeing people get better like i can't yeah. even explain the feeling like i love seeing say i don't know someone was um bound into bed on day mm. one and then coming back to work day five they've actually been discharged or they're actually getting up and they're walking about now. Someone that was laying in bed and was saying that they were too weak to get up. I just find mm. that, you know, stuff like that is when the system works and it works properly, I think yeah. stuff like that is really amazing. And it makes me so, so happy. Like discharging patients, that's my bag. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, yeah, you get to like go yeah, Okay, cool. Let's do it. Like, you know, let's get your medications, let's get you home. How are you getting home? I, I love it because there's so many times that people don't get to make it out of hospital. So when you do make it out of hospital, yeah, it's just that's a great Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. And and, and obviously it's very, I guess it's, it's a very good feeling for both parties really, isn't it? Oh, yeah, um, it is. It's rewarding. It's proper rewarding. Uh, now, you know, um, as a key worker, I have to ask, you know, about the correct <laughs> timing. <laughs> um, you know, we, we, we people, the whole country has been clapping for you guys and, and, uh, every Thursday. And uh, obviously, it's not easy, you know. How have you find yourself, you know, dealing with the whole situation, with the whole virus and stuff like that? Um it's been hard it's mm. it's been it's been really 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 challenging i think this is the most challenging times 
for us yeah. as a um as a health service at the moment i think that's across right. the board like it at this point it doesn't even matter if you're frontline or not like okay everyone is deeply and massively affected by it and i said like this to my manager this is going to leave like some post-traumatic like um mm. distress for everyone because literally people in hospital are dropping like flies like I went, um, I don't know where I was. Out, no, I was going to see my friend actually at the back of the hospital. That's where she lives, and um, right. this is the first time I'd gone back to see the back of the hospital since I think the beginning of the year. We right. had like containers outside of the hospital at the back, like mm-hmm. you know those containers that you see when you're doing big big shipments like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. construction containers like those we have outside so it's it's been it's really scary and um i'm quite thankful that my hospital um was quite um well prepared for it so i don't feel like we were hit as badly as other hospitals across the country right um okay. people in um the area that I live actually did what they were told and stayed home for for weeks. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's only now that, you know, everyone's feeling a bit like, yeah, they can come out that <laughs> that, you know, we're getting patients again. But um before that, we didn't really have that many patients. However, it's not to say that people weren't people weren't dying. Our I right, yeah, was, of course. Our ITU was borderline full, so we Jesus. we were affected by it. Um, but it's definitely been challenging. And um, yeah, I'm presuming as well mentally and, and physically, it probably takes a toll on on you guys because you know, um, yeah, oh, you, it's something that you didn't obviously expect to begin with, and it just comes out a massive yeah and i think like now um where i'm more so um managing people it's really shown how it's affecting everyone mentally so right. the biggest thing amongst like my co-workers at the moment is that everyone is very 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 anxious um, okay everyone's anxious to work everyone's anxious to do things um because you know we're so scared of like catching it because obviously you, you turn on the news yes. and yet another healthcare worker's died or yet another mm. doctor's died or yet another nurse has died so it's scary mm. to come into work and not even know that if you're gonna make it out safely in the next oh, no. week yeah 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 um definitely and i mean it's something that i think people do realize i hope and and take the right message you know by staying at home and and staying safe yeah definitely and i think like you know i think there's been a lot of um a lot of penalizing people for for Mm. um going out that we actually forget to appreciate the people that have actually listened to the rules Mm. and stayed home and actually stayed home enough to make the NHS safe and to continue protecting the NHS, like, you know, um, there is such a majority that are actually staying home and that are listening to the rules that it's not enough for us to just be looking at the minority that don't listen. Yeah, Is that essentially what they want to be seen, that they're not listening, like, you know? Definitely. 
do you think like um those rules that we put in place should have been harder by any chance or you reckon they've been at a... I feel like, man, if I start talking about how I really feel about how the UK has dealt with this whole thing, yeah, man will get fired. Like, I'll... <laughs> I'll pack my load for me tomorrow, like, waiting. Because <laughs> I just feel like we've been so relaxed in terms of, like, mm. how we've dealt with this whole thing when, uh, when other countries went militant. Italy. Right. Mate, you can say yeah. anything you want about Italians, yeah. Italians don't mm-hmm. care. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But for this one, they pulled up yeah, the trousers yeah. big time. Up, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They did. And they're they coming did. out and the I other think... end. Mm. So it's like you know we need to start looking at other countries and you know actually taking in what other countries yeah, are yeah. doing and following their measure measures. Like yeah. Most probably we're going to miss out on summer, but at the end of the day, if that's what's going to save masses and masses of people, then that's mm. what we need to do. Yeah, yeah, a lot of room for improvement. Oh, definitely. You know, um, that's yeah. I think uh, hopefully things will get better soon, and and we'll see how to. I hope so. Progress. It's just going to take. Here. It's just going to take a while. And I think we all need to just prepare for the fact that this is going to change like a lot of things. Like I keep thinking about how things are going to be once this whole virus is done. Cause there's no way we yeah. can go back to normal after this. No, definitely. Definitely. There's a new normal already. Basically everyone's going to be looking after, like looking over their shoulder. Like, like even now the way some people look at you, I, I'm still <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. out. <laughs> Like no, I can imagine. To, like really, someone stopped me in Tesco the other day and was like, "What? You're not looking at the lines?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> was like, oh wow! Looking on at the lines on the floor. He oh wow! And you know what he was pointing at? I came through the wrong way of the arrow, so I should have followed wow. the arrow. I said, "Sir, really?" Oh dear! Oh dear! Please, can I get my eggs? <laughs> 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 honestly that's that's, oh, no. that's yeah no i can imagine um so just to summarize as well um what are those what are the top three maybe skills that every nurse should have um okay i, th- yeah. I think time management is a big one you need to know how mm. to manage your time that's that's exactly what's going to make or break your 12-hour shift, managing right. your time. If you don't manage your time properly, mm-hmm. you'll fall behind with, like, um, tasks that you need to do for all your patients because there isn't just one patient. You have several patients. So um, right. I think time management is a, is a big thing. Time okay. management, then um, a second thing that I would say is quite important is... Um, be compassionate. I okay, know that sounds definitely. really, like, really obvious and like you know something that every nurse should have. But some mm-hmm. nurses have lost that, like you know, during the years. Um, and obviously, you know, nursing is different for everyone, and no one is the same with how they feel about nursing. I obviously feel right. different about nursing, and someone else can feel abs completely. The opposite of what I'm feeling, so yeah, like, you know, try and be 
compassionate and um last but not least uh prioritizing your patient patient care is always number one should should be your number one priority at all times throughout the day whatever Mm. it takes to keep your patient at the center of their care is is really important and being the advocate as well throughout the day okay okay Mm. great great stuff um obviously before we finish off um gabriella i've got um our final flash round where i will ask you a few questions and um you know there's no right or wrong answer you ready let me know when you're ready and uh Uh, okay i'm ready (laughs) (laughs) right so first thing you're doing after this virus is over first mate first thing i'm doing i'm not even gonna lie yet i need to be an a girl (laughs) <laughs> I need to be an A I didn't actually realize how much I miss Aing. Okay, okay, okay. You say back out, out there then. Yeah, yeah. Out, out <laughs> Great, great. Um, best place you ever traveled to. Best place I ever traveled to. Um. Yeah. So the leading one for me at the moment is Barcelona. I went to Barcelona solo for my last year and I had the time of my life. Okay, nice, nice, nice. I love Barcelona. Favourite TV show or movie of all the time? Favourite TV show? Grey's Anatomy. Oh, wow. (laughs) I love Grey's Anatomy. I've watched 16 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. I love it. 16? There's 16 seasons. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> that many. Uh, best invention invention of all the time. Best invention? Mm-hmm. In your opinion. Um, best invention. Um, whoever made this movie maker in it. Who <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoever made the smoothie maker, because I love. All oh, right, okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I mean, yeah, what is it? That that's your best invention for you, yeah. Yeah, top of my head, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, a meal that everyone should try in this world that you've tried. A meal that everyone should try. Um, OG soup. OG soup. Yeah, because like the Nigerian name is quite hard, man. I'm not trying to say okay. stuff on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, we'll look that. Yeah, <laughs> we we'll look that up. Um, and last question, uh, your favorite app? My favorite app. Yeah. Um, my favorite app at the moment is Instagram. Okay, nice. No problem. Great. Um. Feel free to let people know, you know, where to find you if they want more information. Well, my little plug. Feel free yeah. to find me. Um, so, <laughs> apart from dealing with the madness that is a hospital setting, I also do hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I just recently started doing hair on the side. So, when I say hair, I don't mean braids. Don't come to me for your braids because I can't braid nothing. Um, however, I make um, wigs. 
and I okay. got, yeah, and I collar wigs as well. So that's my my little side income at the moment. Okay, where can people find um, information on that? So you, how to contact you? Yeah, so you can follow me on my Instagram, which is um Adroit Beauty, which is A E R O I T full stop beauty on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And that's why Instagram's okay. my favorite app at the moment because I'm just uploading stuff. Okay, I'm great. Finding that I'm a little editor, you know? I'm like, no. yo, Claudia, I might start a little something in filmmaking. Okay, that, go for it. Go for <laughs> it. Hey, <laughs> I <wish>. might as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay, now honestly, listen, it's been wonderful having you on. I think uh, you explained a lot of stuff to us. Thank you. It's been fun. Um, and I think everyone will appreciate, you know, your, your journey, your career. Um, please stay safe. Thank you. And you, Claudia, you know how it goes. Stay home. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay home. And clap for okay. us at 8 o'clock. Conference. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thank you very much, Gabriela. Bye-bye. Bye. As always, guys, thank you for listening and on to the next one. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please make sure you subscribe and share it with your friends and family. If you would like to speak about your role and career journey or anything related to work, then all you have to do is follow the 5 to 9 talk account on instagram and just send over a message as always you may be smart but keep things simple